How are we doing, everyone? It's your host, Ian Benner, and this is episode seven of the Backyard College Football Podcast. Uh, alongside me, as always, Hunter Dobeck, and we are here to hopefully bring you a uh, unbiased and accurate recap prediction and terrible takes in the college football world. Uh, got a lot to talk about this week, especially with the uh, news out of the Big Ten, and we are going to dive into that after we cover our recap from last week. Um, as always, Dilbeck, how was your weekend? You know, you can never complain with just having a weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether I do nothing or just have it super busy, it is better than working. Yeah, absolutely so. not. I uh, I agree with you. Uh, this weekend we had my mom's surprise birthday party and got to go home and see a lot of family. So it was it was pretty nice to to have a good good weekend. But that's good. Right. That's good. Yes. Well, and I to top it all off, I've got I got the pleasure this weekend of watching the Mizzou game and the Arkansas game in person with Hog Delight and a couple of other Razorback fans uh, that I don't really have a name for, but. <laughs> <laughs> getting to watch that game, the highs and lows of it, I watched the last quarter and a half with them, was incredible. Just to yeah, see the I, defeat and being the only Tiger fan there was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> uh, I, I can understand that. And uh, I loved the, the Snapchat interaction we had after that and uh, the uh, plenty of F-bombs that I got for, for trying to call and, and gloat and it was a lot of fun. So shout out to Hog Delight for being a wonderful sport and mm-hmm. uh, continuing to root for Arkansas, even though time after time again, they rip his heart out. Mm-hmm. Um, diving into last week, um, one of the better games from the weekend for me was uh, was on Friday, actually, and that was uh, Louisiana and App State. Mm-hmm. Um I say better games because it was close. Um, because if you watch this game, it was ugly. Um, They're playing in basically a monsoon, and uh, Louisiana's long snapper muffed. I think it was four, as far as he snapped three punts over the punter's head, and I believe he uh, had a terrible snap on a field goal as well. Um, it was it was ugly, and Louisiana did everything in their power to uh, throw this one away, honestly. Um, did not make a lot of sense at the end with the clock management. Uh, there were some there were some times on the on the uh, clock and they ran a, a two-point, a reverse two-point play where they ran into their own end zone instead of just punting. Um, and it, it, it really did not make a whole lot of sense. But uh, did you, were you able to catch this one? Uh, sadly, I was not able to. I had a family thing that night, so it was uh, I was unable to get to it. But you know, <clears throat> I, I will never doubt App State. They just have seem to always pull out a good program and mm-hmm. team year after year. Even from moving up from uh, FCS to the Sun Belt, they're going to compete. And of course, you know Louisiana's ranked, uh, so it's yeah. You know, I was expecting great things from this game, and the score shows it. I mean. A uh, 24-21 victory for Louisiana. I mean, that's just good football right there, even if it's just Sunbelt and the weather was atrocious. But, hey, great football. Yeah, no, it, it was it was a fun game to watch. It was just – it was real ugly if you, if you were looking for, for sound and competent mm-hmm. football. Um, other, other than that, staying in the Sunbelt, we had the – the big matchup on Saturday between BYU and Coastal Carolina, which was scheduled on Tuesday of last week. And uh, they were able to, to jump in and, and play that one, which, which brings up the question, why, why are we scheduling Georgia and Nebraska for like 2038? Um, why don't we just start throwing things together last minute? Because um, it turned out pretty good and it was a really good football game. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I, I, did you catch any of it before I go any further? I did get to catch a little bit of it. I catched, uh, I caught the third quarter, third and fourth quarter. I was out eating at the time at Buffalo Wild Wings, and uh, I got to, of course, with no sound. But you know, I was trying my best to pay attention to it, and yep. you know, it, it's always fun to see G five schools, especially two ranked ones, you know, eat, throw a game together real quick just so they can get another mm-hmm. notch on the resume. And uh, you know, for Coastal Carolina, it's a huge win. You know, you hate to see it for BYU, a team that's looked good all year, but, you know, I mean, 
good on the Chanticleers. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, it, uh, it was a really good game. And, uh, you know, you, you hate to see one of these teams lose because, you know, we've talked so highly of both of them all year. So it, it was interesting to, mm-hmm. to see both of them lose. And, and Coastal Carolina, I mean, they, they stopped BYU on the one-yard line with no time left. So they, they, they definitely did everything in their power to, to try and let BYU win it and, and vice versa. BYU did everything in their power to come back late and, and steal one in, in a, in a coastal, coastal Carolina's mm-hmm. home field. So right. it um, definitely was a good game. Like I said, yeah. you hate to see one of these teams lose because unfortunately BYU had the better shot to even sniff the college football playoff. And now coastal Carolina will probably be undefeated and play in some bowl game. And, and then we'll never hear from them again because right. that's how everything usually works. I mean, yes, but um, this, this is the kind of stuff that I like to see. Like this is the G five pretty much playoffs. I mean, this mm-hmm. is, this should be more of a thing. I know they they talked about it uh, a few years ago where they would get like the G5 programs and have their own little small playoff. And, you know, I'm here for it. You know, yeah. I, I want to see the Coastal Carolina BYU. I want to see BYU and Cincinnati go at it or, you know, throw in Buffalo or, um, I don't know, some team from the Mountain Boise State. You know, throw these teams into a small little playoff, even if it's not the major one. Or even have them play in to get into the major one. You know, I'm here for it. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's that kind of leads me to my next point, where I don't I don't necessarily agree with having a separate playoff in itself because then it kind of makes it seem like G five is D two right or or lesser, um, but having some type of format to where the G five team can move into the playoff as long as they win is is very interesting because I mean we we all see it I mean including the this week with the college all playoff rankings come out and, and Cincinnati is, is still undefeated, still beating teams and they're, they're no closer than they have been. I think they actually dropped a spot. Well, um, they also haven't played in a couple of weeks due to COVID and all oh, that, yeah, and, but, and which, which hurts because you're not getting to see them play and you know, that sucks for yeah. them. There's, but that's out of control, which is again, unfair to them. Yeah. It's, it's just the system needs to be fixed mm-hmm. and, and I don't think anyone has a clear answer. And unfortunately, that means that we're probably a couple years away from right. from having any type of conversation as far as an answer for it. But, I mean, you're right, but I mean, with the way they want to do it, you know, they want to make try to get all Power Five conference is a mm-hmm. lock spot in, and that sixth one being like they want to be a wild card. Why not just make that the G five one? Cut out mm-hmm. all the G five uh, conference championship games, and instead have them play a like mini playoff while the other teams are still battling. And then you end up with that, you know, the winner of that little tournament yep. into the playoffs automatically. Yeah. You know, that way they get a representative and every, you still get all the power five schools. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the last thing I'll say about it so we can move on um, as far as that idea, I like that. And, and what you could do is you could take all of the, uh, the non-conference money games from the G five. So, you know, whenever, mm-hmm. Um, they, they get paid millions of dollars to go get their teeth kicked in. Instead of doing that, they can can play, can start that tournament from week one right? and and, uh, and work that way. That's Which, what I'm saying. You, you know, can cut two games from them because, like, when you take away, like, an FCS game and their, their money bowl games, then you, you that's two extra weeks plus the conference championship. That's three rounds of a playoff. That's all you need for this, for, for you know, five or 16 playoff that they're going to have. And yeah. I, I don't see any downsides to this. You get every conference champ an opportunity to win a title. And, I mean, if that's an issue, that, I mean, by all means, let us know what what you would think would be a better playoff format. But I, I yeah. literally think that that's the best possible way that, to get a G5 school a chance to at least play. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you as well. Um, so I'm going to do it a little differently this week here. Um, the first four games... Um, as the top-ranked teams weren't close at all. So I'm going to run through the scores real quick. If you have anything to say, mm-hmm. um, please stop me let me know. Gotcha. Um, Alabama-LSU, 55-17 in favor of Alabama. Domination from start to finish. Um, moving to Syracuse-Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame, 45. Syracuse, 21. Um, again, n- just total domination from start to finish, which isn't surprising for either of these games. Um, and then in the ACC, or still in the ACC, Clemson 45, Virginia Tech 10. Um, this game was close in the first quarter, and then after that it didn't even re- 
resemble a close football game and Ohio State, Michigan State, Ohio State 52, Michigan State 12. Um, so the top four did their job. Um, right, they yes. took care of everybody they were supposed to and, and looked really good doing it. So that's kind of why I wanted to just kind of gloss over it, unless you have anything specific you wanted to touch on. Uh, not really. I mean, they're just their competition just wasn't there. None of these teams have really proven this year that they were going to be any competition. And, I mean, it showed. Yeah. Yeah, I agree as well. Um, The next game on the slate was Texas A&M and Auburn. Um, I I flipped back and forth on this game between the Texas-Kansas State game. Um, And this this game was a very good example of what I've been saying all year, is that Texas A&M is not a playoff-bound football team. Um, Kellen Mond is super streaky. Um, yeah, he can look really good, like against South Carolina a couple weeks ago. Take that with a grain of salt because it was South Carolina. But um, it, as soon as they play a team with any type of pulse, they kind of they have some holes exposed. Um, and it took 17 points in the fourth quarter to, to mount a comeback. So um, this is just another example of why I don't think Texas A&M has gotten any respect. And I see it all over Twitter as far as people saying, oh, A&M, you know, they're, they're good, they're good. They're not a good team. Um, they got boat raced by Alabama. And I, I don't think you could pick anybody in the world that would look me dead in the eye and say Alabama would be – or not Alabama, that Texas A&M would be any of the top four right now. So um, – I think this game proved it, and and I hope I hope that everybody will at least see it from that perspective and quit putting them on this pedestal as far as being a playoff team. Right. I mean, and they don't they don't have an opportunity to really play anybody else because they're not going to make the championship game. Uh, if anything yeah. else, they'll luck into a playoff spot if a couple things fall right, which yeah. is going to be unfortunate for Cincinnati or Iowa State or you know one of those schools that yeah. truly earn a spot. And then A&M will probably go in there and, like you say, get boat raced. And now we're looking at what if, you know, what if this and that. And it's just very unfortunate that Texas A&M is put on a pedestal uh, so early on. And even though they're not living up to it, they're still act, getting acted like they deserve yeah. to be there. It Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's, it's frustrating because, like you said, they're going to take a spot from somebody else who mm-hmm. deserves it. Um, but you know, I, I understand it. And, and the thing is, is if, the, if they make the playoff, they're going to be like Oklahoma the past couple of years and just get absolutely smacked and people make fun of them and then that'll be fun. So, um, either way, you know, if they don't make it perfect, if they do make it and then get destroyed, perfect. Mm-hmm. So, um, we can, we can hope for one of those things. Right. Um, still in the SEC, Florida and Tennessee. Um, I'm not sure how much of this one you got to watch. I didn't get to watch a whole lot of it, but I, I kept checking the score and, and it seemed like Florida was in control the whole time. Right. Um, I'm not sure what's going on in Tennessee other than the fact that they play in the SEC and it's tough. Um, but I mean, everybody has conference games, everybody has issues. And, and so it's, it's, it's real, it's real sad to see Tennessee give their all for Tennessee today and uh, get smacked around mm-hmm. like they do every week. So it's, it's, fr- it's frustrating if you're a Vols fan because, you know, it's, it's been like this for a while now. But um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know what to do to fix it because I thought Butch Jones was going to be pretty good, and we see how that turned out. And Jeremy Pruitt, in my eyes, was – the next best option and granted it's probably a little too early to say he's 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 not the answer but um if he keeps going this way mm-hmm. it, it'll be here sooner than you think so uh, what are your thoughts on it i i don't know uh they're a struggling school and you know normally you see schools struggle you know some of these high profile schools that in the past have seen success and you know they hit one bad year of a dumpster fire and then they it's all of a sudden just they disappear from the limelight forever. Uh, USC was a is a pretty good example of that back when they were national champ- championship winners and contenders every year, and then they just kind of disappeared from contention yeah. for a while, and you just didn't know whenever they were going to come back, and they're still not back to this day. I don't think they they get the they get the notoriety, they get the press, but they they're just not there, and I think that's similar to where Tennessee is. Not that they were ever in contention, but you know they put out a good program that could compete, and now you're seeing them barely competing with Vanderbilt or Kentucky. Yeah. In that's not Tennessee. Urban Meyer, 
Yeah, in Missouri. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but hey, you know, we're taking care of it, taking care of business. I'm, we're ranked this week, so bet, simmer down there, son. But it's yep. it's sad to see Tennessee at the bottom <laughs> bottom here. So I don't know what they need to do. I maybe give another year for the head coach and see if he can get something going. Maybe be a little competitive next year. But uh, you know, if if not, then you got to hit reset again. And you just how many times do you, are you going to be able to hit reset? Yeah, it's it's kind of frustrating, and I hate to have to compare everything to Texas, but that's the team I follow closely. And um, it's 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 the same thing. Um, obviously, we struck out on Urban Meyer this week, and and people are still claiming that Herman needs to be fired. Um, I don't want another up and comer. If we're going to fire him, I want somebody proven, and there isn't a whole lot of options out there. So I don't. The whole four years fire coach, four years fire coach isn't isn't working. So I I, I think Tennessee needs to give him more time, and I think mm-hmm. Texas just needs to ride it out and, and just try to light a fire under under both of their asses and just be like, hey man, get it together, win football games. You just need to see progress. You need to see mm-hmm. you need to see the efforts up there. You need to see the, the the players that they're competing. Whenever you start to see the players not competing and not giving their all, that's when you really need to like be concerned and then yeah. press the button, the panic. Yeah. But I, I think yeah, it's just I, too soon for this coach to do that in Tennessee. Texas, on the other hand, uh, it's it's wishy washy. Yeah. I don't. Uh, if it, like I said, it was Urban or bust, and we didn't get Urban, so I say we keep him and and just try to be like, hey man, this um this is your warning. Figure it out mm-hmm. and uh, go from there. Um, speaking of the Big Twelve, uh, Iowa State absolutely demolished West Virginia, forty two to six. Um, this one. The outcome wasn't surprising, but the total domination on one side of the football was because coming into this game, West Virginia had one of the top-ranked defenses in the country. Um, and, you know, Texas was able to slow down Iowa State and, and honestly had a chance to win that game at the end. And and West Virginia just was totally dominated the entire time. Um, it I, I watched this game until – you know, halfway through the second quarter. And then I was like, okay, this is, this is going to get ugly real quick. And I was right. Um, uh, Iowa state's good. I'm, I'm rooting for them hard Mm -hmm. in the big 12 championship game against Oklahoma, obviously. Um, But uh, I think Iowa state's a real good football team. They are leaps and bounds better than where they were um, in week one against Louisiana Lafayette. And, and I think, I think if you replay that game, it's not even close. Um, I don't, I don't know what Matt Campbell told them guys, but they have been a completely different team since then. And, um, it's, it's nice to see them in the big 12 championship championship game. Obviously I would have rather Texas been in there instead of them, but it's, uh, it's good for the, for them to have their first championship game, uh, appearance and, and hopefully they can turn that into a win and, and, uh, have continued success there. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I love, love to see schools, such as, you know, Iowa State's and these little, I won't say the little-known schools, but the bottom dwellers of their respective conferences normally compete. You know, it's it's fun yep. to see them yep. taking slots away from the Blue Blood programs, you know, like uh, Utah has done in the Pac-12 for the past few years. And uh, Missouri coming to SEC for their first couple of years did it a few times. It's just, it's fun to see that. I, I always love to see the underdogs get a chance to contend. It's, it's always great. No, I agree with you as well. Um, staying in the Big 12, Baylor and Oklahoma. Um, this is my one good thing about Oklahoma. Um, they won. Um, there you go. <laughs> um, they, uh, they they did win the football game. Congrats. Claps all around. Um, but uh, they did not look real good doing it. Uh, Baylor has been abysmal all year. And uh, Baylor gave them, you know, a, a – sh- ran with them shot for shot until the end. And, and, um, that's not what you like to see. If you're Lincoln rally in Oklahoma, you, you expected to win this game by quite a lot. So, um, you know, I, I don't think that's going to translate over into the big 12 championship game. Don't, don't think that I'm saying that Iowa state's going to boat race them. Cause I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is concerning to, 
to see that that they struggled at home with a terrible Baylor team, um, and and that's something to watch going into the the championship game here. Uh, not not this week, but next mm-hmm. week. Yeah, it's not good for Oklahoma, which Oklahoma this year has not been as impressive as normal. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, then again, you're talking with a non-transfer quarterback for the first time in three years that's a Heisman contender. So it mm-hmm. could be an adjustment period. I I would not look to the Sooners to be the winner of the Big 12, but, you know, they seem to always show for that game, no matter who it is, no matter what they're ranked, they always yeah, contend. That's, that's one thing. That's one thing about Oklahoma is as soon as they get into Dallas, it's mm-hmm. you, you can't you can't say they're not ready because right. they've been in it for like I don't know like six seven years in a row. So it's um, I'd love to see them lose, but uh, I'm not going to bet against them. Well, absolutely not. It's it like <laughs> <laughs> I would not either. Uh, did you skip the Miami game, by the way? Yeah, I did. I was going to run through the Big Twelve. Oh, okay, okay, that's my bad. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, so back back to the Big Twelve. Uh, Oklahoma State TCU. I actually got to watch this game. It was fun. Um, it was a really fun football game. I mean, it was it was kind of ugly. A lot of penalties, a lot of turnovers, um, stupid football mistakes. But but it was close. It was competitive until the very end, and uh, TCU pulled it out over Oklahoma State, and that that all but all but finalized their their uh, hopes and dreams, and and sent the Cowboys home real upset. Um, like I've said the past couple weeks, I think it might be time for Gundy to move on. Um, he one, he can't beat Oklahoma, and you know, granted, that's a task that not many Oklahoma State coaches have done. Mm-hmm. So you know, you can't hold that over his head. But um, coming into the season, having the the high aspirations that they did with returning Chuba Hubbard, Tylen Wallace, and Spencer Sanders, it's it's. Uh, very upsetting and and, and uh, something that you really can't let happen if you're Gundy, and uh, to come in and one get get smacked around by Oklahoma, and then two lose to Texas, who has had a subpar year, kind of like Oklahoma State, and then three lose to a terrible TCU team. Mm-hmm. That's just it's it's almost an exact image of Texas's season. So it's 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 the same thing, you know. Like the aspirations that both of us had coming into it were so high that uh, this is, you know, might be the last straw for Gundy just because he's been there for so long. Right. Um, but shout out to TCU for winning this game. Um, I didn't give him a chance. I'll be honest, I really didn't. And and them coming out and looking like they did and, and having the competitive fire that uh, that you like to see from a Gary Patterson coach team was nice. Um, because you know they didn't look like the better team, but they looked like they wanted it a little more, and, right. and that honestly turned out to be the the deciding factor. Absolutely, TCU will always compete. I know this year was a down year for them, but uh, you knew at some point they were going to show up to to a game and shock a team. And well, sadly for Oklahoma State, they drew the short straw this year. Yeah, yeah, it's it's unfortunate for Oklahoma State, but a great win for TCU. Mm-hmm. Um, Quickly, we'll we'll run through the remaining games because because a lot of them aren't close at all. Um, so just like I said, like like earlier, if you got something to say, let me know. You got it. Uh, Miami Duke, forty eight oh forty eight skunk in favor of the Hurricanes. Basketball and, season, uh, Duke fans. It, yeah, well, do, is it because uh, <laughs> they look terrible in that too? <laughs> They'll come around. So, They'll come uh, around. They maybe they're a baseball school now. Uh, we don't, I, know. We don't softball. Know <laughs> Yes, there we go. Um, so yeah, yeah, rough for the Blue Devils on both sports, and, and great win for Miami. Um, uh, sorry, going on North Carolina forty nine, Western Carolina nine. This one is how it's supposed to be. Moving on um, when you got yeah, moving <laughs> on. Um, and in an upset this week, uh, Rice twenty, Marshall zero. Um, I saw the statistic on Twitter, but this is the first time Marshall's been shut out since like nineteen some like nineteen early nineteen hundreds. Um, shut out at home, and and that statistic kind of blew my mind. One because you know you think of Marshall and you either think of the the plane crash, the tragedy, or you think of terrible football. So it's 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 one. It was kind of impressive that they 
hadn't been shut out at home before. And, and two, you know, it's, it's upsetting that they dropped this game to a, uh, a, a not very good rice team, but a, a feisty rice team. So shout out to the owls um, and, and Marshall, you know, it's a, it's a crushing loss, but um, you know, you, you've had a good season so far. So, so keep your head up there on that end. Yeah. yeah. They were not uh, Marshall. <laughs> they, they were not Marshall. Um, in the Pac-12, uh, Stanford 31, Washington 26. I didn't get to watch any of this game. Um, I don't know how it turned out. I don't know what happened, but um, that's a big win for Stanford. All I got to and, say and on Washington. this one is I'm done with my Pac-12 as well. I punted on the Big Ten last week. I'm putting on the Pac-12 this I, week. I told yeah, you I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over this disappointment. I have they have let me down too many times. Last straw, I'm out on them. Punt. I, t- I told you last week you wanted to give it another chance. I understand. I, I gave it to them. I'm done. They broke my trust one yep. too many times. Yep. And uh, speaking of the Pac-12 having another terrible loss for a ranked team, uh, the California Golden Bears upset the Oregon Ducks 21-17. Um, it's just not a whole lot you can say there. Um, Mario Crystal Ball was somebody that I thought was a great coach, and and I thought that he was going to have a, a real good football team this year. But um, they uh, losing losing a, a rivalry game against Oregon State a couple weeks ago, and then losing this one, those are almost inexcusable. Absolutely. So, um, like you said, we're going to punt on the Pac-12. We'll we'll see you next year. Yeah, try again Until next year. Six whenever y'all. Yeah, whenever y'all keep beating each other and, and are terrible. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Back in the Big Ten, um, Indiana, our beloved Indiana Hoosiers, um, beat the Wisconsin Badgers 14-6. to um, I tried to watch this game. I really did, but it was so boring. Speaking of punting. <laughs> it, was, it was, yeah, it was such a Big Ten football game. Like, it was so hard to watch. Um, but, you know, shout out to Indiana unfortunately they uh they changed the rules in the big 10 to allow ohio state compete in the big 10 championship game of course why would they not knock our no and 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 i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of go on a rant here because because it's something that that i i don't agree with yeah hold on on. before you start this rant you're not ranting about texas right i am not i am not i'm ranting about the big 10 this this is the first new (laughs) <laughs> this is something new. Um, I understand putting Ohio State in the playoff. I really do. I get it. They they are the better team. Um, but beginning of the year, Nebraska tried to schedule a game, told them no. Okay, that was the rules. That's the precedent you want to set. Fine, whatever. This week, Ohio State has a cancellation with Michigan. They are not eligible. That's the rules that you set, and you're going to change the rules. On one side, I get it because if Ohio State makes the college football playoff, that's six million dollars to the conference. You disperse that evenly, and and some of the small schools—I don't know what that math is—but even if it's fifty thousand a school, it, some of the small schools like like Indiana, like Northwestern, that is that's a whole. It's about four hundred thousand, a little over that. Yeah, that that is a whole upgrade for somebody. Some of these schools, you know, like Ohio State, they don't need that money. They don't care, but they're the conference is doing it for the betterment of the conference as a whole. The way they're doing it is shitty and it's shady and, and I don't agree with it, but I get it. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that I will ever root for, you know, the conference sunshine pumping like, Oh, you know, SEC, SEC. No, I want my team to win. But if it comes down to this, like I get it, it, it sucks for Indiana. It really does. But I, I understand it. Um, next time the Big Ten, one, just doesn't need to cancel the season before everybody else and, and try to go rogue, and this doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Two, you know, just just set the rules and and don't go back on them. Like, it's not hard. You know, you, you, you might have gotten, you know, some flack for Ohio State being undefeated and having a chance to be in the playoff. But that was the that's the precedent you set when you told uh, Nebraska no. And, and a lot more people would have been like, you know what? It sucks that Ohio State couldn't have played, and you'll have those what-ifs. Oh, they would have won the natty, whatever. 
but you would have had the respect as a college football fan like myself and, and like mm-hmm. you and, and others who, who don't have a, a stake in either any of the teams in the Big Ten because you stuck with your rules. Um, that's that's really all I wanted to say about it because it, because it is shitty for Indiana. Um, but I see both sides. It's 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 unfortunate that it has to come down to this, but I get it. Right. This is an unfortunate year. And like you said, it yep. was sad on the Big Ten's part that they wanted out of the season to pretty much guarantee they could play spring football and be the spring national champions. You know? Yeah. And now they're having to bend and shake and move and all this stuff just so their best team can get can get in. You know, I'm not a fan of it. I And like I said earlier, I'm always a fan of the schools that are not the Blue Buds winning, and Indiana is definitely one of them. And now we're going to be deprived of them not being in the, in the playoff or in the championship whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's really, what are you going to do? Like, that's really all it is. Absolutely. Um, so that's, that's all we'll say on that one. We'll, we'll keep going through the scores and, and get into our preview. Um, staying in the big 10, Iowa beat Illinois. Um, this one, you know, wasn't really ever too close. Um, I think the second quarter they were tied, but other than that, uh, Iowa took care of business and, and beat a, beat a, a not so very good Illinois team. Um, but that's kind of what you expected. Um, and then our last game, as far as last week that was played, uh, Tulsa beat Navy 19 to six. Um, it's unfortunate that Navy has looked as bad as they have this year because I enjoy watching Navy. I think they're a really well coached football team. Um, but, uh, this year just hasn't been their year. I don't know if COVID, you know, really messed up their, their training and their timing and everything with, with that, uh, option, um, kind of double wing based offense, but, um, it, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate year for Nate. Yeah. It probably just messed up their chemistry. That's a big offense based on chemistry and timing and they may just not have the time to perfect it as they usually do. Sorry. So. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, all right, guys, we're going to take a break for a second. And when we come back, we are going to preview the upcoming week. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Um, we're going to now dive into the uh, preview of the upcoming week of college football. Um, as always, you know, we'll go over the betting lines and and uh, different stuff like that. And it uh, looks like we have a pretty good slate this week as far as um, games actually being played, you know, the, the actual competitions might not be very competitive, but, um, at least we're going to have a, a semi full slate of college football games. Um, excuse me. Um, going before we dive into it, Dubek, I had some questions brought up, brought to my attention by listeners who wanted us to dive in a little bit into how the betting numbers work. So okay. I'm going to let you take that over. And once you finish explaining it, we can just jump right in. Okay. Uh, so how they, how they really work is that whenever you put in money, so for this, in our example, whenever we make a bet, I put $10, fake dollars to that game for both the money line over under or spread, whichever one we take when you bet on the spread. So for instance, last week, Oklahoma spread was 22 and a half points for in favor of Oklahoma. So they are saying that Oklahoma is going to win the game by at least 22 and a half points. If you take Oklahoma to cover, then they have to score 20 they have to beat West Virginia by 23 points or more. If West Virginia is within 22 and a half points, then West Virginia covers if you take them or if they outright win. When you put $10 to that game, which is what we do, of course, the more money you put in, the more money you get back. You get your money back, double your money plus an extra 10% on it. You so you get 110% of the bet you make when you bet on spread and over under now for over and under say the number for what, for example, West Virginia, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Oklahoma was set at 62 and a half points. That is saying that the two teams combined will score either more than 62 points or 62 and a half points or less than 62 and a half points. So that's how that one works. And that one also works same betting line as 
uh, the spread, you get 110% of what you put in if you win the bet. And as for the money line, the money line is a little bit different because that one, you're just outright picking who wins the game. Now, when you bet on the favorite, for instance, Oklahoma was 2000 on their money line. If you put $10 in, it comes out to winning like 20 cents, I think it is. So you don't you get your money back plus 10 and 20 cents. It's not a big profit, not really something you want to bet on. But if you do the underdog, like West Virginia, whose money line was at 1000 you end up getting a very good profit back on that. I think it's about 100 or so on top of the $10, if they would have won. Mm-hmm. And so that's how the money line on them would work. Uh, it's more profitable to always take the, if you're going to bet on a team that's the underdog, to just to bet the money line if you think they're going to outright win. And never really good to bet the money line for a team that's the favorite because you're just not going to get the money back unless you, if you take the cover anyways, like you're, you're going to more likely get more money back. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yep. Okay. And with that, uh, real quick last week, uh, me and you had some pretty bad, pretty bad weeks. We ended up both coming out with 125 and when it's all said and done, uh, you did real well on the picks winning 109, but only 16 on the over unders. I hit 78 on, uh, the picks and 47 on the over unders and which brings us to a grand total of you of 514 on the year me 576 sounds good i'm, I'm closing the gap on you after after my Slowly. terrible first week um closing the gap slowly but surely i'm coming man you better watch out hey you know i've always got eyes on my back <laughs> all right so is the oklahoma state and uh, i'm sorry utah and colorado game still on Uh, As far as I know, uh, I believe so. Okay. Well, with that said, the uh, Utah is going to 21 Oklahoma. Uh, The spread is at negative two for Colorado. Money line for Utah is 105, and the over-under is at 49.5. I'm going to take Colorado to cover. What did you say the over-under was? Sorry. Uh, Over-under is at 49.5. Uh, I'm going to take the over. Um, yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. I just, <laughs> no, I, not a lot to I, say on that one. I, I don't know a whole lot about Utah. Um, and, and Colorado from what I've seen looks pretty good. So, so I'm going <laughs> to ride with the, the Buffaloes and, and, uh, and hopefully, hopefully win some money. Okay. Well, I'm going to take Utah to cover because, because, you know, I, I punted on the pack 12, so I'm just kind of. I would believe Colorado will win, so I'm just going to go the opposite of what I think because I don't hell I don't know. Going to do that, and uh, I'm also going to take the uh, under on this one. You said the under as well. I'm going to take the over. Okay, you took the over. I'm taking the under on this one. Uh, I just don't see it being a good game. Uh, moving on, Saturday number one Alabama goes to Arkansas. Alabama's favored by 32 points. The money line for Arkansas is 2,000, and the over under is at 68. Um, yeah, so this one's pretty straightforward. I'm going to go Arkansas. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we're we're going to go Alabama um, to cover, definitely. And uh, I'm going to take the under because I don't think Arkansas is going to contribute a whole lot. Um, don't get me wrong. I think Alabama can score 68 points in this game. But uh, but doing it all on their own is going to be tough. So we're going to take uh, we're going to take the tide big. Big. All right, well, I'm also going to take the under on this one, but are you ready for this freezing cold take? Oh, God. The coldest I have had all year. Arkansas to cover. Ooh, I know. I can't believe those words have ever come out of my mouth. But after watching them play Missouri this week, I know Missouri to Alabama, it's like apples to oranges. I get it. But Arkansas can score some points. Alabama's defense may be a little bit better, but I do believe Arkansas will be within 32 points, probably 28. But I do I, I believe in the Hogs this week for one week only. Um, I I don't see it. I don't, but you know, it's it's not real money, you know. Hey, uh, you know, right? If it was real money, I we're we're changing a changing the betting here. But fake money, you know, give me Arkansas to cover. You know, why not? 
uh, whatever you want to do, man. <laughs> hey, I told you it's going to be a freezing cold take, but when we come back next week and I set with a win on that one, you'll we'll see who's laughing. Uh, also, at 11 o'clock on Saturday, uh, 9 Georgia goes to 25 Missouri. Spread is at 13 points in favor of Georgia. Money line for Missouri is 360 and the over under is at 52 and a half. Um, so I'm going to take the over. Um, that's kind of low for, for these two teams, in my opinion. Um, and I'm also going to take Georgia to cover. I'm sorry. Um, I, I think Missouri is a good football team, but um, I just, I don't know if they have the horses to run with the Bulldogs still back. I, I do apologize. Mm-hmm. Hey, none taken. I know Missouri is not, normally suited for these kind of games. And I'm going to go with you, sadly, on this one, Georgia to cover. I am so close to just throwing caution to the wind and going with my Mizzou Tigers to cover a money line. But I just don't see it. I'm going to take Georgia to cover, and it breaks my heart to do that. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, no. So wait, wait, wait. You're you're telling me that you're going to pick Arkansas to cover, but you're not mm-hmm. going to take Missouri to cover a 14 point spread. No. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Hate on the logic. Hate on the logic. But 32 points is such a big gap. I just cannot. I, I know it's Alabama. And I know it's Arkansas. But I I just think that they can cover that. And it's I, I was tempted to give Missouri the cover here, but I, I know how Missouri is in games like this against Arkansas, against Tennessee, against Vanderbilt, you know, whoever, you know, ain't no big deal, you know. But when it's Georgia and when it's Florida, I, I, I don't. We call Missouri State to come play for us. Like I, it's <laughs> unbelievable. Like, they may call Missouri S and T. I don't know. Like they just, it's not the Tigers. Oh man, this. Oh, this. Is, I, I get it because I've watched these games with you for years, and I, I see it. I see it every time. Mm-hmm. It's just it's frustrating. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. And this this is it's weird for me to say that you know I'm believing in the Hogs who we just beat rather than Missouri. It's it's twenty twenty, man. Like, no, oh, I get it. I, I really do. I I completely understand. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. Eleven o'clock on ABC. Eleven Oklahoma goes to West Virginia. No, I'm sorry, they just played West Virginia. No, they just played no, Baylor. I'm sorry. No, they are going to West Virginia. My bad. Uh, Oklahoma is favored by 14 points. Uh, money line for West Virginia is at 400, and the over-under is at 56.5. Uh, I think OU covers, um, and I think the over-hits. Uh, one, because I think West Virginia is actually going to put up some points after being just completely torn apart last week um, against Iowa State. But uh, I don't I don't think they have the horses to compete with Oklahoma. I'm rooting hard for the Mountaineers. Uh, I've rooted for them every year in this game. Um, And and sadly, that has not turned out to to work in my favor just yet. Um, But, you know, they don't have um, Holgerson anymore. And I think Neil Brown's a real good coach. So so maybe the reason they got beat up so bad by Iowa State is they were looking forward to playing the Sooners. I don't know. I, re- I really couldn't tell you, but uh, let's go Mountaineers. Uh, yeah. give, give them all you got. Your guess is as good as mine on that one. Uh, I'm I'm going to take West Virginia to cover, and I'm, I'm not so sure on that one. I think this is going to be a better football game than what is being given credit for. I just don't trust Oklahoma. That It doesn't mean that I don't think Oklahoma will still win, but I think West Virginia might come out with a little more fire underneath them, like you said, after what Iowa State just did to them. Um, especially being at home versus Oklahoma, it, I think it'll be at least a 10-point game. Maybe not 14, hmm. but I'm also going to yeah. take the over on it. Yeah. Okay. Moving forward, 11 o'clock ESPN2, Illinois goes to 14 Northwestern. Northwestern's favored in by 14.5 points. Uh, the money line for Illinois is at 450, and the over-under, 41. Um, this just screams to me the typical big 10 football game. Um, but 40, 40 is such a low amount of points. Uh, this one's going to be ugly. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do, I'm taking the under, I'm going to take the under to like, um, I just, I just see this being the punt, op- punt, 
and and I don't think it's going to be enjoyable to watch. Um, luckily, there's some way better football games on at 11 o'clock on Saturday, so I don't have to endure this one as much. Um, and I, and I'm going to take Illinois to cover because I don't know if these two teams are going to score 14 points combined. <laughs> uh, um, to be brutally honest, but um, yeah, uh, I think this one this one's going to be the snooze fest um, of the week. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be tuning in much to this one. Uh, I'm also going to give I'm going to give Northwestern to cover here. I uh, I just don't think Illinois is. I I think all their football players are trying out for the basketball team just to have a little bit of success. From what I'm hearing, but yeah, <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna take the under on as well. I just I, I'm punting. I, I told you I'm punting on the Big Ten. I'm punting yeah, on the Big man. Twelve. I'm punting all of it. You know, it's a punter's league. I'm just sticking with it. Taking the under Northwestern to cover. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. <laughs> Two o'clock on ESPN Plus. Thirteen Coastal Carolina goes to Troy. Coastal Carolina is favored by thirteen and a half points. Uh, Troy's money line is set at 400 and the over under is at 51 and a half. Yeah. Um, coastal Carolina is really good. Um, and, and I think that, that they can compete with anybody outside of the top four. I really do. Um, but Troy is feisty. Troy's always been feisty since, even since we were, were freshmen, Troy has been feisty. So I'm going to take Troy to actually cover in this game. Um, but I am going to take the over. Uh, I, I just, I think Troy is going to give them a run for their money and uh, coastal Carolina's coming off of a big win, big mm-hmm. win. So there might be a little bit of a big game fatigue there. Right. So I think, I think Troy covers and, uh, both these teams hit the over. Uh, I am going to ride coastal Carolina to cover on this one. And I'm going to take the under. I just don't see this being. Ugh, really? Yeah, I just don't see it. I, I just don't trust it. Something's telling me the under on this one. I, Coastal Carolina just doesn't seem like their offense is as high powered as what they were at the beginning of the year. It seems to kind of have regressed. Uh, but like you said, I, I can't stand Troy. When we were in school at Arkansas State, I hated Troy. That was the one game on the schedule every year I absolutely did not look forward to because no matter what, we always seemed to blow that game. Yep. And it still sticks with me. I cannot stand Troy. I want to see Coastal Carolina embarrass them. So I'm going to Coastal Carolina to cover, taking the under. Uh, 2.30 on ESPN, uh, and I'm sorry, on ABC. 17, North Carolina goes to number 10, Miami. Miami is only favored by three points. Money line for North Carolina is at 125. Over under is 67 and a half. Um, so... This one is going to be weird for me because North Carolina has done this back and forth thing all year um, where they look really good against the team and then they just look absolutely terrible. Um, They came out and dismantled the FBS division, whatever six team they played this last week um, like they should have. And this is just the perfect example for them to come out and have a ranked game and look terrible. So, so I'm going to take Miami to cover and I'm going to take the under because I don't, I don't think this one's going to be close. I don't think North Carolina scores a whole lot in this game. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully it's a good game, but um, I I don't know. I just, this is a typical letdown game for uh, North Carolina for me. I'm with you. I'm taking the under on this one. Don't trust it. But I'm going to take UNC on the money line. I see this as they're getting some momentum. They absolutely demolished the division, what, six team, as you called them, last week. And I see that, yeah, you could have fatigue. But I just don't trust Miami. Something about them this year, they're getting a lot of respect, and they're number 10 in the nation, obviously. They're having a good year. But they just don't seem to have any games that stand out to me as being uber-impressive. So I'm going to stick with North Carolina to actually win this game in a complete shock down in Miami. Hmm. 2.30. Go ahead. Go ahead. I hope you're wrong. Well, of course you do. (laughs) 2.30 on the Big Ten Network. Purdue goes to Indiana. Indiana's favored by 10.5 points. Money line for Purdue is at 300, and the over-under is at 51.5. Um. 
Give me just a moment because this game has been canceled, sir. Has it been? It has been. I asked you at the beginning of this if there's any more cancellations, and you said, nope, we're clear. I totally did not scroll all the way down. Um, yes, it has been canceled. My God, and, you have uh, just wasted my time. <laughs> you, sir. Uh, just, just to uh, confirm, the other cancellations are Cincinnati, Tulsa, Ole Miss, A&M, and Michigan, Ohio State. Well, I don't think I have any of them on here, so if not, you'll correct me. Yes, I will. <laughs> Keep, keep her going, making, but sorry. Making me look like a dumbass. As, as if I'm not already helping myself enough here with my picks. You're going to throw that in there on top of me. God. Dang. Keep, keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Wisconsin goes to 16 Iowa at 230. Wisconsin is favored by a point. Money line for both teams are actually in the negatives, with Wisconsin being at negative 115 and Iowa being at 105. And the money or the over under is at 41 and a half. This this is another typical Big Ten football game that's just going to be ugly. Nobody wants to watch it unless you are fans of these teams. Um, and, and it's sad because Wisconsin looks so good to start the year. Um, granted, you know, they missed, what was it, like two, Forever. three games in a row? Every yeah, game. like, and, and, you know, so that might have played a part in it. But um, I, I, I really expected a lot more out of Wisconsin. Um and, and so, like, this game is just – this is Snooze Fest Part 2. Thank, thank God it's not at the same time as uh, Northwestern Illinois. Um, and you can get two naps in um, if, if you're waiting for, for a game later. In the if, if anybody is struggling on Saturday to get their evening nap in, turn it to these yep. two games, and I swear yep. you will be out for hours. Yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, you, you, you can't drink if you don't start early. Like, you can't drink all day if you don't start early. So I get it. Maybe you had too much to drink. Um, but uh, yeah, these are your perfect nap games. For those working uh, off a hangover and need that nap yeah. just for the Saturday night uh, razor that you're planning on going to, plan your nap accordingly with these two games and I, you'll, you'll be cured. Absolutely. Or, yeah, or it's actually just going to make your hangover worse, just make you more sick watching it. I don't know. Could go either way. Yeah, it's this one's gonna be ugly. I mean, I'm sure we'll take we'll take Iowa to cover, um, but I am definitely taking the under. Well, that's great because I'm taking the under, but I'm gonna take Wisconsin to cover on this one. I'm gonna that's, have a bounce back. Uh, and now for the game that everyone has been waiting for, all Longhorn fans have waited for this one game. All Jayhawks fans have waited for this one game. As number 20, Texas, goes to Kansas on ESPNU at 2.30. Texas is favored by 29.5 points. The money line for Kansas is at 1,600. Over-under is set at 61. I, I hate to do this to you, but um, it's actually at 3 o'clock now on ESPN. Son of a bitch. I swear to God, if you do this. <laughs> yeah, I'm about it, to flip this table. Been- I swear to God. <laughs> Is it still it on ESPNU, or have they switched it to a different network? Just go ahead and break my heart. Do it to me, Daddy. No, Something. I said ESPN2. ESPN2? Two at 3 o'clock. I said ESPNU. You are killing me. No, it is It is now ESPN2 at 3 o'clock on Saturday. But, shocker to everybody, I am going to take Kansas to cover in this game. <laughs> solely on the fact that we could we could be undefeated. We could have the Texas All-Star football team. We, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Kansas, this is their Super Bowl. Because if Kansas loses every game from here on out for the rest of eternity and they beat Texas, they live. They live on the internet forever. Forever. And I don't blame them. I really don't. It's, it's, it's not funny, but it's hilarious. It is literally hilarious. The memes and, and, and all of that. So I, I'm going to take Kansas to cover. They are going to come out with a fire and, and looking to, to uh, send Texas the second coach in four years packing when they come to Lawrence um, as a heavily favorited uh, opponent. Um, that being said, I do not know if you watched any of Texas's game last week against Kansas State. Um, finally, finally, for the love of God, we gave B. John Robinson the football, and he ran for three touchdowns. Um, over 175 yards and was a man amongst boys out there. Um, I, I am so glad 
we handed him the football and uh it granted it was kansas state sure whatever i i I will understand that and i will concede that point to you but but they finally looked like they wanted to play football which is great because we're at a big 12 championship contention so why not play football (laughs) um that's how it usually goes as soon as the the stakes are gone and there's nothing riding on the game we're going to kill everybody so um look out look out kansas um because because we're coming for you big dog um <laughs> i'm, I'm going to take kansas to cover and the over i am going to take the under and i'm going to take texas to cover since the texas fan won't okay. believe in his team i will you don't understand you don't understand stuff like kansas i know i don't is, need to understand it's just there's something about them, man. They, they are they are cryptic. I'm not gonna lie. While you were on your rant just then, I sat here and debated on taking Kansas on the money line, just to Oof. spite just to spite you, and believe in it. Because my God, if they did it, that's a hell of a payout. But I'll no. tell you what, if you take if you take them, I'll give you 10, 10 real dollars. Ten real draw. dollars on. <laughs> how about this? Why don't we just have a side bet? I'll take Kansas on the money line right, right here, right now. If you give me ten dollars a day win, I'll give you ten of Texas wins. Perfect. Bet. Perfect. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I probably just lost ten dollars, but you know what? It's whatever. That's fine. I'll, I'll make my money back on the Arkansas game. There's <laughs> six o'clock on ESPN. LSU goes to number six, Florida. Florida is favored by twenty three points. The money line for LSU is at eight fifty. The over under is set at sixty seven and a half. Um, hate to do it to you again. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, but boy, you were about to but, catch some hands. But but LSU has imposed a self postseason ban for this football season. Like they were going um, anyway. Yeah, you know. Well, every team's eligible. You forget that. Just because every team is <laughs> eligible does not mean I, they I, deserve I, in. Dilbeck, I'm I'm I agree with you. Small small school. I, I we know we know the struggles. But the LSU name carries so much weight that I promise you there was a bowl game out there that would have been like, huh, LSU or I, I give me a random one, uh, San Diego State, sure, whatever. We're gonna take LSU. <laughs> um, and and again, as shitty as it is, that's just that's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but but back to the actual score and everything. I'm gonna take Florida to cover, and I'm gonna take the under. Um, LSU's offense is just so hit or miss that I, I just can't I can't believe in them at all. I'm taking Florida to cover. I'm also going to take the over. I think Florida's going to put onslaught on. LSU will contribute some. Six o'clock on ESPNU. Twenty-two Oklahoma State goes to Baylor. Nope, this game. No wait, yeah, that's right. Uh, you've got me all messed up in the head now. You, you see what you have done to me? You have just completely. Taking my mental state out of this, like I'm, I'm so backwards because you keep correcting me. I'm, I'm timid. I'm saying any of this. It, no, this, this, this one's it, right. Are we this sure? Okay, good. awesome. Thank God. Oklahoma State is favored by five and a half points. Money line for Baylor is at one seventy, and the over under is at forty nine. Um, this this is another one that I I just don't know because both of these teams have been so hit or miss. With you know Oklahoma State dropping the terrible loss to TCU last week, and, and Baylor putting up a pretty good fight against Oklahoma, um, so I I'm gonna take Oklahoma State to cover just because Baylor has been so bad all year. Um, but I am gonna take the over because if if anything, this will be a shootout somehow, some way. These teams are gonna put up points, mm-hmm. and it's it's gonna be back and forth all day. Absolutely, I've got OSU to cover as well, and I'm taking the over. Uh, both teams stink. Oklahoma State is just a little less smellier. 6.30 on ABC. Number 15, USC goes to UCLA. USC is favored by three points. Money line for UCLA is at 130. Over under is at 62. You know, I I don't see how this line makes sense. USC has looked so good all year. Granted, they've only played four games and they had the close ones, but they've looked, they click, like everything clicks for them. Um, and UCLA has not looked very good. You know, granted, they have that freshman quarterback that, that I think is going to be a stud here within the next couple of years. But, um, but I, I'm going to take USC to cover. Um, 
and I am going to take the over because because like last game, I think these teams are going to put up some points, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to have a lot of fireworks. Uh, I also have USC to cover, but I'm going to take the under on this one. As 62, I just don't yeah, I, see it this week. But yeah, anyway. it's it's back and forth for me, yeah. but I going with my guy yeah, here. I got you. Uh, Nine o'clock on ESPN two. San Diego State goes to eighteen BYU. BYU is favored by sixteen points. Money line for San Diego State is at four hundred and seventy five. Over under at forty nine. Um. So BYU, you know, had the, the had the the heartbreaking loss last week. Got to the one yard line. Reminds me of the St. Louis Rams in Oof. the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know that one kind of hurt. Um, subtle shot in the dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> um, I always know where to hit me when but, it hurts. You already got me down here with all the corrections, and you're just going to take that subtle jab. <laughs> hey, man, I got, I got to get my points in where they count. Um, so I, I think BYU comes out and, and is looking to prove something. Um, I, I think it's a little too late. I don't think they're going to make the playoff. I don't think I have any shot. Um, but, you know, definitely want to put a cap on – a great year and i i think they come out i think they cover um i think they blow san diego state out of the water um and i think that i think they hit the over too i also have byu to cover and hitting the over um like you said they're trying to cap the year off with a successful season with a big win they'd prefer to finish undefeated but hey you gotta take what you can get at this point so byu to cover and uh yep that's it for the games this week as long as no more get canceled and these become irrelevant again. Yeah, no, I think I think we're good so far. Um, I think I think I think we'll be all right considering it's Wednesday and and uh, we haven't said that. Now, granted, tomorrow we're going to wake up and there's going to be like half of these games canceled just because that's how everything works. Well, of course. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, wanted to wanted to briefly touch on our on our our Heisman favorites. Um, we we've talked so much about the top four teams being the the best of the best. I don't think we need to dive into that a whole lot. Um, only thing we can really say is that the playoff committee has shown their bias against the G5 teams, um, considering they constantly drop Cincinnati, Cincinnati, and and everything. But you know that's how it's been since the playoff was made, and that's how it was in the BCS. So, not really shocked. Um, the four teams that are in there right now are the four best. Now, when one of those lose and they put somebody stupid in there, like Texas A&M, mm-hmm. and uh, expect us to respect their ranking, they are going to be sadly mistaken. So, well, it's always um, funny. It's, it's always funny to see a G five school get snubbed from the playoff, and then they go to this New Year's Six Bowl, and then they blow out whoever they played. And it's like, huh? Yeah. Why can't we see? Why can't we have seen them play Alabama and at least you know be within however many scores, you know? But the committee doesn't yeah. see it like that, I guess. They rather see the Aggies or the Sooners or the whoever just get the brakes beat off them by the Crimson Tide. I don't know, just yeah, whatever. It's no, I agree with you. Um, but uh, as far as Heisman for me, um, De- Devonta Smith, Alabama, mm-hmm. he had his Heisman game last week. Um, he looked real good, and then he had he he mossed uh, Stingley Jr., who is LSU's. I'm, I'm going to say best player on the team. Um, so I, uh, he's got a good shot. Don't get me wrong. Mac Jones, who's throwing him the football, looks real good. Kyle Trask is definitely looking real good. Um, but uh, I think I think it's Smith. I really do. He's such a playmaker. He's so dynamic. Um, he can he can blow a football game open by himself. And, and that's what the Heisman is, in my mind, is somebody that, that you can hand the football and, and just – just be like, hey man, run, figure it out, and and they do that, and you start winning the right. game. So, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's Smith for me, but uh, what what are your takes on it? I'm still riding Trask. He's been the front runner, and I I just don't think he's done anything to disprove that at the moment. And uh, last week we said something about him and Mac Jones going at it in the SEC championship for a lot more. Maybe Smith and Trask going at it. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Trask is up there, definitely, mm-hmm. but um, but I, I think it's Smith. I really the, do. The gap is closing, and it's not not due yeah. to Trask play at all. It's due to just how great some other players are doing. So yeah, it's 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 unfortunate for Trask because beginning of the year it was it mm-hmm. was him. Like there was no question he was he was just 
killing everybody. And, and now it's, it's getting closer and closer, but, um, should be fun to finish the year. Should be a, a lot of, a lot of intrigue. Mm -hmm. Um, we didn't, we didn't talk about it a whole lot because they weren't ranked. Um, but the army Navy game is this week as well. And, uh, it's definitely weird not having this be the only football game on the schedule. Um, so if you can, if, if you, you know, enjoy pageantry of college football, you need to watch this football game. Um, I love watching this football game. It's, it's usually ugly. It's usually, you know, just ground and pound, but, um, that's never the point of the army Navy game. No, it's, it's all about passion and that's exactly what college football is. That is bar none, the greatest rivalry in college football. And it's not even close. I I agree wholeheartedly. Um, shout out to my little brother who who's in the Navy, mm-hmm. who's who's somewhere on a boat right now. Um, usually, I root for Army, but uh, this year and and I guess moving forward, we're gonna say uh, go Navy, beat Army. Hey, what 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 are your thoughts? Hey, I'm with it. I know your little brother. I'm I'm on the Navy train as well. I guess the Navy ship be more apt to this yeah. one. <laughs> But I'm on it. Go Navy, beat Army. Bro, your brain does not work. <laughs> it does not. <laughs> I'm telling you, you, you have messed me up severely tonight. Like, it's, it is Good. fried. That's why. That's why yeah. God. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, hey, we appreciate it. As always, please go follow us on Twitter. Uh, at Backyard CFB and definitely go follow or I'm sorry, like our new Facebook page, the Backyard College Football Podcast. Uh, we're going to we're gonna try to be a lot better about posting on there constantly and, and, and giving little insider tips and and uh, as far as behind the scenes stuff when, when Dilbeck and I are, are filming or not filming, recording and uh, little stuff like that. So, so again, Backyard CFB on Twitter and the Backyard College Football Podcast on Facebook. Um, other than that, we will see you next week. Again, go Navy, beat Army.